on Tappin' Radio. Wednesday, but now it's Happy Sunday because it is your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. So normally, you know, we've been doing our show every Wednesday, but now we have a new schedule. So I'm here every Sunday from 12 to 1. Um, the song that I just played was by Lawan. It's called Controla. And she's going to be talking to us in a little bit. So I'm super duper excited about that. But, you know, before we get into that interview, of course, I have to go into my media topics and things of that nature and just update you all because it's really been a minute since I've been here. Um, I went to Aruba. I had the time of my life. I was outside. Um, Now I'm back here. And I got a new job, so I start tomorrow. I'm the new digital production assistant um, for the Nick Cannon Show. So I'm really excited about that. It's a new talk show that launches this fall. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. And yeah, um, I have Bam with me in the studio. I mean, there's never not a time that he's ever going to get off and not be able to talk to me (laughs) while my show is on. So, Bam, I have to ask, you know, what have you been doing while I haven't been here? Well, and thank you in the comments. As, as you can see, studi- the studio has been changed around, so you came back to a new look with a new day. Yes. <laughs> um, no, nah, I've been chilling. I'm actually, uh, I'm behind schedule with Music Mania, mm-hmm. but um, we're, 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 uh, we will be wrapping everything up this week. Okay, okay. So hopefully I, I get to drop the trailer. And uh, the date that we're going to be actually launching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I'm back on my workout shit. I, I kind of like fell off. Period. You know what I mean? Because of outside, been really back open. And I haven't had time for myself. I gained some pounds, nothing extreme. Mm-hmm. So my theory now is um, it was always, if this don't motivate you, I don't know what will use me as an example. Mm-hmm. Because I try to tell people I'm in the product. But now it's back to basic slash by any means necessary. Period. So I, I got, love it. And so I got know, two months. I got two months to get back where I need to be. And I definitely believe that you'll be able to do so. Yes, um, yes. Speaking of like working out and things of that nature, for our first topic, I want to talk about the Olympics oh, because God. Jamaica. Yo, it's crazy. Before you even go there. Yes. I, when I said, when I seen that, I said, that's going to be her first and major topic. Yes. Because <laughs> Jamaica is ruling the world. Actually, okay? they, want, they want all three. Yes, so that's for crazy. The, for the 100 meter, um, yesterday for the women's 100 meter, it was a clean sweep. Um, you know, it was Elaine Thompson, Shelly Ann Frazier, and another uh, Jamaican runner who got gold, silver, and bronze. And old um, girl actually brought, um, broke, mm-hmm, um, yeah, a previous record. So Elaine Thompson, who got you know gold medal. She broke the record with uh, 10.61 seconds and is now yeah. the world's fastest woman alive. So you're telling me somebody's got to beat her 10 second point 60 and that's it? Um, Think about it. Yeah. She did 61, so they just got to do 60. Yeah, so <laughs> I just feel like, wow, like, one thing about Jamaica, we're going to show out. Someone in my live said, how do you think it would have went ended if Shikari could have ran? I'm not going to lie. I feel like it would have been the same outcome. I feel like Jamaica would have got first regardless. 
honestly. And I, that's only because of our track record, I feel like. Yeah, you. I, I ain't going to lie, for the longest, Jamaica definitely had a long, uh, great runners when it comes to track in the Olympics. I'm not big on it, but I, I, got, mm-hmm. I, I do know. Um, to answer my thought to that question, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not being biased, mm-hmm. but I believe it probably would have been a neck-to-neck race. Yeah, like I feel like it would have been close, but I definitely feel like Jamaica would have still been in the top. Who knows? For sure. This probably, this probably, it probably would have been the first ever Olympic tie. Who knows? Because they both gets busy. Yeah. Oh, girl, who won that gold medal? I actually looked up. She's fucking amazing. Right. She she actually does her thing. Like it's like so. I don't know. I think it would have been a next. It would have been close for sure. Like I feel like it would have been them in Jamaica. Like no other. No other, like, countries would have been involved. Well, it four been. more years, we just had to find out. Right. But, you know, the um, three sprinter, sprinters that ran for Jamaica, they also have to compete in the 200-meter and the relay 4 by 100 Oh, so they actually have a chance to win more medals? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that was that? only the 100. I never I never understood that about the Olympics. I thought when they, once they win a gold medal, like I said, they can't win nothing else. Oh, all right, shit. Yeah, so it's up this week. Nah, it's crazy because I'm not a sports person. But I literally watch track and field, like, for the Olympics. Like, that's really, like, one of the things I watch. No, I mean, Team USA, <laughs> basketball team, I don't know, man. You're making us look bad. It's so bad that other countries are like, yo, what? We're beating USA? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, I like confidence level is up now. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like if I was into sports and, like, I got the opportunity to um, be a part of the Olympics, no, I never ran track. Um, if I got the opportunity to be a part of the Olympics for whatever sport, I wouldn't even do it for USA. Work? No, I would do it for Jamaica, just like um, Naomi. Um, yeah, yeah, tennis. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, she yeah. does it for Japan. Yeah, she does it for Japan. Yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like I'm more connected to Jamaica in the sense of like representation, right? So like, if I win, that's a country I'm proud to win for. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm not proud to win for the US. Question sidebar. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about people who? Oh, like, like, like I know, live just like, like I know soccer sometimes because people don't understand soccer is ran all year round, right? And from what I know from some of my friends who are actually into soccer, people goes back when it's time for the World Cup, whatever, they go back and play for their country, right? Do you feel like some of us should should do that, like like do like what soccer does, like go back or even if we do and play, play for, for their country, yeah, or even if we do play for the U.S. Right, mm-hmm. we should be able to be like, yeah, we Team USA, but I also did it for my country. Like mm. you never heard nobody ever shouted out, like even if they was who from another country that wanted for USA, they never ever shouted their country out. Yeah, because for example, um, Allison Felix is a good track runner for the USA, but her family's Jamaican, and she never spoke about it. See what I mean? Me personally, I can I think, never. I think, but also, I think different she countries have different rules. I think she had the choice to go back. Um, my live had uh, what you call it had like force closed for those of y'all just joining back. So I don't know what had happened, but we're back now, and Lamont should be here any minute. But until then, um, and apparently I read online like to compete in for certain countries you have to follow like regulations like for some countries okay say for like one of your birth parents was born there then you can do it or sometimes they're like if you have like a descendant in your family or something like that 
like I said, I think it would be dope if you had the option to go run for your country or just play for your country. Because I know there's a lot of people that's on the U.S. They're not really from here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the U.S. is definitely like a melting pot. And it's interesting because even when I was in Aruba, when I got there, I was like, what is the culture like? Because I'm seeing like black people, right? Right. That are speaking like English. And then I'm seeing like people that I want to say look Hispanic right. that aren't speaking his Spanish, though. Like they're definitely not speaking Spanish. Then I later on learned that um, Aruba's like national like language is called Pepimento. I heard that, but I just never knew that was the actual uh, that and was an actual language. It's a mix of Spanish and Dutch. Oh, okay. And then well, that was a Dutch country, right? The Dutch mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the yeah. And then they everyone there learns English no matter what, so they know Pepimento and then they know English. But one of my friends that's Puerto Rican, she if she can speak Spanish to them and they understand. Because it's like that. But Luana's here, yes, so yes. we're going to add her to the live. Um, and we're going to get this interview started. Okay, we're going to see. Oh. Hi. Hi, how are you? Let me turn my volume up. I'm good. I'm like in my house. And I keep looking. I'm like, but where is the best lighting? Like, I feel like... I'm like, damn it, light, like my ring light on, and it's like the middle of the day, but I was like, you know what? But you're um, bright. We see you. I know, right? I'm like my brightness. Okay. Okay. So you're all ready to go. Okay. Oh, look at this. Yes. My lights be light. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Perfect. Anywho. Hi. Haven't seen you in a while. What's up? Yes, so for those of y'all who don't know, me and Luan go way back, okay? Oh my gosh, you were in my, vi- <gasps> not my phone phone, you were my very first music video, I feel like nobody knows that. Yes, I was. My very first music video for no one, Kristen was there, looking cute. Uh, we literally spent the whole entire day at the beach. Um, That was definitely a fun full time. Uh, it says she froze. I don't know. My back? Are we good? Yes. Okay, I can see you. I can hear you. Yay! Perfect. So, like we we're, were saying, um, me and Luan go way back. My very first internship ever in undergrad and in life. I did not know it was your first internship ever. Wow. Yes, I was a baby. Um, I was always with Luan. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're my first music video for no no one. We were like in this Jeep, having a great old time, living life. We were at the beach. That was a good, that was a good video. Yes, you know, and now just <laughs> look at us. You know, time has really flown by. Um, we both have advanced in our careers, and it's been pretty lit. I just want to say thank you so much, you know, for joining me today. And just chatting. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is cool. Because, you know, it's always always a great time. So first things first, for those who may not know, can you kind of just tell us, you know, what made you get into music and how has your journey been thus far? Mm. So I got into music. Like, I was always, like, singing when I was younger. So, like, I used to sing in choir in school. And my mom is a minister. And so, like, I would sing, like, at church and stuff like that. 
Um, but I started getting into like my musical career, like right after high school. I think I was like 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually when I found like Border Music, which is not sloppy vinyl, which is when I met Kristen. So that's kind of how I got into the music industry. Um, and I forgot the second half of the question. I'm so sorry. And how has it been like, you know, from when we met up until this point, like, you know, Oh my gosh, so much has changed. It's like, I feel like when we first met, like I was a literal infant like not even like a baby like I was like in the womb of music like because I never done like anything like I never recorded a studio never did photo shoots like I did all of that when I first got signed so as of now I feel like I've evolved and grown so much just like as a person and I feel like because I grow as a person then my art grows Mm because I'm writing different songs and but everything has been literally insane crazy and then like there's TikTok which was like just changing my whole life so (laughs) Definitely, definitely a, a big, big change in a good way. Right. What would you say has been like one of the wow moments you've ha- you have had in your career, which is like wow, like you know, either someone, sh- an artist that you look up to, shouted you out, or you got like recognition mm-hmm. for something that you did. Any you know moments like that that you could share with us? Um, I definitely had a wow moment um, when my music video was on BT for the first time. Mm-hmm. So over it was my first like. TV like debut video right and I always watched BT like with my brother growing up so it was kind of like crazy to see like my face and the BT logo right on like the TV like in my house like I watched it with my parents so it was like extra nostalgic and I was like dang like who would have thought that like years later I'd be watching this exact same channel but like I would be on it so that was definitely like a whoa type of moment for sure and that's definitely, you know, a, a woe type of moment to have. Like, that's truly amazing. And just to see, like, where yeah. you're coming from. I feel like, I don't know, like, this interview is, like, special, extra special to me because, like... I, I love... No, I love that. I feel the same way. I really do. I'm like, yo, it just feels like we're back at the office. You know what yes, I mean? Like, it's so, so chill. Most definitely. Most definitely. I love I love that for you. So, you know, um, I want to get into your song, Controller. Um, I was uh, playing uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, okay. Uh, my song. Yes. Don't so let me and my merch. That is a cute <laughs> shirt. Yes. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's hot outside. Hot girl summer. We had to put a little yeah. crop top on, you know? Yeah, it's very much giving the girl's body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shape. You know what I mean? You're like, abs, whatever. We try. We work out sometimes. Yes. So, I'll have to ask, you know, what was the inspiration behind that song? Because you are, you, you snapped. <laughs> uh thank you so there was there's like so much inspiration there's so many even like angles behind the story but the main thing like when i released over it um over it kind of started taking off on tiktok and it was kind of going viral over there so i started to get like mm-hmm. thousands of messages from girls you know about like their relationships and whatever and i kind of found this like common thread of girls feeling like they were like being controlled and then I would talk to my friends and be like oh like like we'd be out and their boyfriends would be like where are you why aren't you yeah and I was like oh you know what I mean like I was in a very very toxic relationship like super controlling but I was like I'm not gonna write about that like I felt like I never wanted to give it attention or energy so I never wrote about it I was like man we're over this like I don't talk about it but then as I found like other girls felt the same way I was like dang like maybe I should write a song about this like maybe I should like you know, put this out there, and I did, and everyone was like, yo, like, this song helped me get out of my relationship, this was so inspiring, and I was like, wow, like, I didn't realize 
other people felt the same way, you know? So then when I realized that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a song about it. That's and fair, then, for sure. Um, What advice would you give to, you know, your fans or just anyone that is in the controlling relationship? Because it could be a tough one. It can. I mean, I would definitely just say that you have to get out of it, you know, and, and definitely don't. I think the number one thing is, like, feeling like you can't talk to anybody, right? A lot of times when you're in, like, a very, like, emotionally abusive relationship, the mm-hmm. person's angle is to make you feel super isolated. So I would definitely mm-hmm. say talk to someone, express how you feel, your friends, your family. And then if it is, like, you know, really controlling it and, like, you can't be yourself, if someone is restraining you from literally being, like, who you are, you, you have to leave no matter how much you right. love them or care about them, like... You have to care about yourself first. Yes, Deja. Deja literally said, you have to choose yourself first. Exactly. And by staying in those type of relationships, like, it, it's just a disrespect to yourself. You know it what is. I mean? So you have to put yourself first and be like, nah, like, I got to get out of this. Right. And I also feel for people that are younger, like, you have your whole life to live. Oh, my gosh. You know how many DMs I get from girls that are, like, 17, mm. 16, 15? And they're like, um, I just started... Dating, like dating this guy, like I don't trust him, and I'm just like, how do you not trust somebody that you literally see all day long? Y'all have mm-hmm. eight periods of class together. What is there not to trust? And then I don't he know, takes though. a bus, runs his house. Like you know, dudes be slick. <clears throat> still, you. Can... I know, even even in middle school, they be slick. But I feel like the thing is that people don't like when you're in a relationship or in a situation. Like it just seems so big. It seems like it's the end of the world. But it's like when you're not in it, like people that aren't in it are looking at you kind of dumb because they're like, you, you, you're like this cute girl. You have a whole life ahead of you, you know? So I think people have to try to like take a step back and be like, you know what? I was fine before I met this person. I was a thriving human being. So I'm going to do the same if I'm not in a relationship, you know, afterwards. Right, right. Nah, that's facts. And I feel like when you're younger too, like if you don't trust your partner, like just don't be with them. Oh. you're young i feel like the stress isn't worth it um if you don't trust me that's it like that's the number one thing i'm like bro even if y'all like don't get along and you fight like if you don't trust them like you it's never gonna, gonna work, work out like ever like literally ever it's not so this is our little word of advice for the day um if you don't trust literally. your partner check up the deuces man. especially if you're young <laughs> I know, right? Quote of the day. I seen that on your story. I was like, ooh, I like that. Quote of the day. Oh, yeah. I do quotes of the day every day on my Very story. inspiring, guys. If anyone is coming from my page, you guys have to follow like, Kristen's personal page because her stories be lit. I'd be like, ooh, I needed that. It's like a little like daily scripture, but like on your story. Yes, thank you. I love that everyone is loving, you know, loving that. So my next question for you is talk a little bit about Controller and, you know, the inspiration behind the song and, you know, how that came yeah. about. So earlier in our conversation, though, we basically talked about like your growth as an artist from right. when I met you to where you are now. So, you know, you mentioned how when we first met, it was like your first time going to studio sessions and your first time, you know, doing photo shoots. So I want to know what is yeah. your creative process like now and what is it like? currently being in the studio with you like what are some things that you like to implement or what are some things that you need to have a good studio session um my studio sessions now are actually much faster like way way more fast I think because now I've developed like a sound so I kind of know 
how I want the records to sound before I even record them. Like before I would have an idea of like what I wanted it to sound like, but I never knew or like had the tools to like make it sound that way. So it was right. a lot of just like trial and error of like, let me try to sing it this way. Let me try to sing it this way. But now like I know how I want it to sound and I know how to get it to sound that way. So I kind of just like go in there and get it done. Like a lot of my songs, we use like the rough take vocals. Like sometimes I'll record like a scratch, which is just like, I want to get the idea out. And then like everyone like will listen to it. I'll play it for the team and we'll just keep those vocals. Like I won't even like redo the song like for real, you know? So I feel like it, it's it's good that I'm, you know, able to, I guess, record songs faster, but I don't really have like a certain <clears throat> like vibe or anything. It's not like I need like, to light this candle and have like, like I don't have like that type of setup, you know what I mean? It's kind of just, I have a song, I go in there and then I just, I just kind of do it. You know, it's whatever, like I, like I put myself mentally in a space, but like I do that in the booth. Like it's not really like a, anything at the studio per se. Right, right, right. Most definitely, yeah. And I think that's good that you were able to, you know, find your sound and right. now you're, you know, very, very important. comfortable in that. How long would you say that took for you to really find your sound? And, you know, what was that experience like? And did you face, like, any struggles with it? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was still probably so, like, I I had the sound. Like, when I got signed, mm -hmm. like, my team and I, we already knew the sound. So the sound, like, that we wanted, we figured out very quickly. Right. But it took me, like, two years to actually be able to, like, fulfill it and do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely was a struggle just because it was a lot of just... I, I had to, like, really, like, grow and expand my mind because I kept feeling like I was doing it, but I wasn't. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. based off of, like, what I had been exposed to and, like, my own efforts. So I was like, I'm trying really hard. Like, why does it not sound like this? And it was super frustrating because I'd be like, dang, like maybe I just should make music. Like maybe I'm trash. Like why does this sound bad? But I think after just kind of realizing and just every time that I, I don't want to say like failed, but like didn't hit the mark, it was a lot of like examination and like thinking like, okay, well, what did I do like wrong? What did I do right? And like really analyzing right, to right. be like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then like once you have like a click moment, it's fast. Like, like once I understand something, I'm like, oh, and I can just like go and do it. So I think... I was super sad some days, but once I, like, I always knew, I was like, yo, like, this is just one session closer to getting it right, you know? Like, mm -hmm. there's going to be a certain amount of wrong sessions, a certain amount of, like, wrong tries until you actually successfully do something. So I was like, you know what? This is just a notch. I need this because eventually it's going to be yes. Like, eventually it's going to be right. And so that was kind of the whole, like, process of that. And, you know, I love your honesty, and I think that's very inspiring for any artist or any creative in general, just to know, Thank like, you. when you start, it's not going to be all peaches and cream. Oh, my. Especially, like, in social media, like, you literally just see the the highlights of people's life, right? People always say that Instagram is, like, a highlight reel of somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's, like, most of what you're seeing is, like, either not real, <laughs> it's literally fake or distorted in some type of right, way. Exactly. Or you're all like you're you're missing like the 10 years. You know what I mean? Like when mm. when Drake was coming up, there was no Instagram. Like we didn't see his like super duper struggle. Yeah. Now we just see Drake and where he is now. You know what I mean? So we see all these people and like you're not seeing what it took to get there. So then it's giving people like false hope because they're mm. they're thinking like, oh I can just wake up and just do this. But it's like anybody that you see who's successful like 
they put in the work and effort at some point in time. Right. Where, even if it looks like it went viral, like even when people like go viral, they still were like doing their artistry for like years yeah. before they went viral. You know what I mean? It really like nothing is really like an overnight success ever. Like I, I personally just don't believe in that. Yeah, I agree too. And a lot of times it's like you don't, um, as the consumer or the outsider looking in, people don't really necessarily know, you know, right. the come up. For example, like I said, we met at the start of your career. But right. someone could see you today or even five, ten years ago, I mean, five, ten years from now and be like, oh, you know, LaJuan, she had it all together her whole career. But like, it's like you wouldn't know the past. You would not know. <laughs> So that that's definitely, definitely a good point for sure. So I want to ask you, out of all the tracks that you, you know, created, it could be released mm -hmm. or unreleased, what would you say is your favorite and why? Uh, <laughs> my least favorite question ever. My songs are like my children. I love them all. Equally. That's every artist's favorite <laughs> line. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, it's so hard to pick, but... um. I don't know. I, my favorite visual mm -hmm. right now is definitely controller. You know, I think that I've never done such like a great music video before. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite like visual. Even okay. if like controller is not my favorite song, it's my favorite video. Mm -hmm. My favorite song, I would say. Uh, I, I, okay, I have a song called Because of You, which a lot of people don't know about. And I think that that's my favorite because I feel like it's just such, like, a very relatable song, and I don't think I've ever, like, I'm not, like, I just feel like I really got everything I wanted in this song, you know what I mean? Like, I have another song called Lies, which a lot of people know about. That's probably my favorite lyrical song, because okay. I feel like I had some dope bars in there, but Because of You is probably my favorite, like, just overall song, just because of, like, the message and then the impact. Like, every time somebody, like, listens to it, like, I see the impact it has on them, and I don't think I've ever made a song with such a strong impact before. So I feel like because my overall mission, like in my career is to impact people in a positive way, having a song that has that, I feel like is like really kind of cool. So that, that's probably my favorite. Oh, I love that. I love that for sure, for sure. And you know, I think everyone can relate on that tip. So I want to talk now a little bit about, you know, your team and how right. that Some was. Right, we love them. <laughs> and you know, how, was that formed and what has it been like working with them? Because you have stayed with them for four plus years now. Three yes, years. I have. Yes, so. I have. Okay. I'm a naturally loyal person as it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, if I'm loyal to you, I'm just going to be loyal to you. That's just what it is. Um, <clears throat> but so my team now, so I work with a company named Sloppy Vinyl for people that do not know. Um, and as I said before earlier, I got with them like at the start of my career, mm -hmm. like, the second I was like, I'm going to do music, I was with them. And so I have a lot of respect and just gratitude for them because they believed in me, right, at a time that not a lot of people would have. You know what I mean? Like, again, like I wasn't this popping girl that you see now. Like I was just this young girl who, you know, could sing a little bit and like wanted to be the superstar. And they kind of saw that, they believed in that, and they really like took this journey with me. So I'm super grateful to that, super, right. you know, a lot of people don't have that. Everybody, I think, in music really want that, like, one person, those two people, that team of people that believe in them, and they really don't get it. Like, a lot of people 
are just out here with like their own, you know, ambitions and like doing it by themselves. But I feel super lucky that I got that from like day one. So because I am aware of that, like, I don't want to get rid of that. I'm I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get Hollywood and be like, oh, you know, like now that I'm here, I don't need you guys anymore. You know, like, because I'm only here because of them. Like, I always say that I'm the face of the operation, but I'm like, yo, there's so many people that y'all will never see or know of that, like, you would not be seeing this, you know, if it wasn't for this person, that person. So my experience with them has been phenomenal. It's team sloppy all the way to the end of time. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I feel about that. But I, I love that, like, you, you've known that, like, you've seen that I've been with them. You're like, damn, like, this girl is still with them? Like, yes, yes, I am. Right, right, right. And, you know, like I was saying before, I did work with them. Um, and I enjoyed them. And like you said, that was my first internship, right? So coming in, I didn't have much experience, but they took a chance on me. And I think that really set the tone for a lot of the other opportunities I was able to get. So I feel like- Oh, wow, that's so cool. You know, we could definitely relate on that tip for sure, for sure. I love that. I love that. Yes. I know I saw you. You were getting your big time job about to work on a day show. I was like, look at Kristen. I'm the new (laughs) digital um, production assistant for the Nick Cannon talk show launching this fall. Period. Come on, Magic. I wish I had like a little sound machine. Oh, but no, like that's so crazy. I really am like super proud of you for like that's like again, like how far you came. Like that's just that's just amazing. Impeccable. We, I can't wait. I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. My first day is tomorrow. So, you know, I'm excited. Yes. So let's all send Kristen some good energy tomorrow, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> so I have this segment on my show. It's called, thank you for everyone in the comment. Oh, shout out to Jay. Um, Ellis Girl Next Door podcast. Make sure y'all tap in. Yes, I'm going to be on there later tonight, guys. If you yes, did so not know, make sure y'all tap in and support Jersey, supporting Jersey, period. So I have this part of my show. It's called Quarantine Q&A, where I basically ask my guests what their time was like in quarantine. So okay. first things first, you know, when <clears throat> we went on lockdown, what were your initial thoughts and like, how were you reacting to that? Um, so when we first went on lockdown, I, so like I lived alone, like I still live alone now, but like I I was pretty young, lived alone and like I could not leave my apartment. Mm. So I was kind of just like going crazy for a little bit, but I I didn't, I thought the world was going to end. Like I didn't know what was going on. I was like talking to God, like, is this the rapture? Cause like, if it is, I need to get taken up ASAP. Like I can't be down here for this. So... I definitely, I was pretty freaked out, but I think that um, I'm a very, like, glass half full type of person, mm. so I'll always try to find, like, the positive. So I was like, I, I have nothing but time, right? What was I constantly saying for this? I don't have enough time. I can't mm-hmm. find time to do this. And then God was like, Beck, here you go, nothing but time. So I kind of took it to do a lot of, like, research about, you know, just different things I was interested in and, like playing my instruments and practicing and like coming up with like a game plan of, you know, where I wanted to see my career go and things like that. So I definitely took the time as a, as a positive to just like really plan. And, you know, a lot of what I planned then is coming into fruition now, you know, and I think it's because I took that time Mm. to write it out and plan it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when the lockdown happened, I was in LA, I was doing like a semester in LA 
And I was working at the time. I had like two internships and I was taking classes at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I was surviving, but. Yeah, that's awesome. Some of my best experiences, I would say, because um, I was like working at Power 106 at the time. And mm-hmm. it was just crazy to me because like when I had to leave LA now to come home, because my school told me like oh. the program is ending, like you need to return home to Jersey. So, like, I'm getting on the plane. There's literally, like, nobody really in the airport. It's, like, very much giving me in the world. At this point, masks aren't required, but people are saying that you should wear masks. So, I was able to get a mask from somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before they all, like, sold out. Yeah. Um. My my housemate at the time, she had an extra mask, and she gave it to me. Right. And I wore that on the plane. I don't know. It was very weird. Um. But I, I enjoyed my quarantine. Um. I was grateful enough that, like, nobody in my house contracted COVID. Um, right, I right. didn't lose anyone to COVID. I know a lot of people can't say the same, so I was, I'm grateful for that. But now yeah. it seems like everything is going back to being Back crazy. to normal? Not right. even normal, because now they're saying this new variant, and I don't know. Like, do you, do you think... Isn't there supposed to be, like, a second lockdown, I heard? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Um, so Joe Biden's administration basically said, if the CDC basically comes out and says, "Oh, hey, we need another lockdown," that they're going to be open to doing that. So, do you think it will happen? And if so, what would be your thoughts on it? Like, if we do have to go into another lockdown, I personally, personally, I don't think they're going to do another one just because I think they've come too far away from that, right? So I, I think that they're going to get so much resistance from people. Like, if the time to do a second lockdown was, like, very shortly after the first lockdown because people are kind of already used to it. This is already what's going on. But to have, like, a whole year of things being open and making people feel, like, back to normal, right. I think doing another lockdown is going to be... I mean, obviously, that's, that's the safest option. Like, I'm going to want to do that. I'm going to adhere yeah. by that. But I think other people are going to be very resistant to that. So I don't I don't think that they're I heard that we're they're supposed to be like a third round of like vaccines. Mm-hmm. So I think that they might go that route and you know, people might just get the shot so that they don't have to stay in their house all the time. But I mean if they do, you know, have another lockdown, then I'm gonna be chilling, I'm gonna be cool, I'm gonna be like my job is is mainly from my phone. <laughs> I can do everything right. from my phone. So which, you know, I'm grateful for that. So I'll be able to keep making content and you know i'm gonna make the best out of the situation regardless but i don't i don't think they're gonna do it yeah i'm not gonna lie if we have another lockdown i think i'm gonna be pretty annoyed only because like i am starting a new job and it is in person so um i work in the city exactly and it's for a talk show so it's like mm, doing that remotely mm, it's not like a zoom talk show is like not really the vibe so I don't know. I really hope that things do get better. Um, and but like I don't know. It's, just, open. it's very up in the air. So my other quarantine question for you is: during quarantine, like what type of books you were reading or shows that you were maybe watching? <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Okay. Since I'm home, guys, so I actually like read a lot of books. This book, okay, it's called Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. This is the one, guys. This is the one. It's basically just, like, the science behind, like, building, like, a good habit Mm. or, like, breaking a bad habit, which I feel like no matter what you do in your life, like, if, you know, you're creative, if you're, like, a business person, if you have any type of aspirations and you want to change your life in any way, like, there is a certain system to change, no matter what it is. 
And I feel like the book really like breaks that down and kind of helps you understand how to make the changes that you want. So like, that's and definitely, too. and, 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 boom. I like little books like this. Oh, my ring light turned off. No. Yeah, ring light. Oh, it's back. It's okay. Okay. I like these type of little books. It's like little, just like little quotes, basically. Oh, like, it's kind of cute. I would like that. So, like, yeah, like, I can't buy my coffee. And so, like, I'll be sipping on my coffee and I'll just, like, read little. This is kind of good for you and your stories. Your little yeah. quotes for the day. Yeah, you got to say yeah, that I like to that me. Because I, I think I would really enjoy that. Okay, yeah, those are definitely seem like some dope books. And then were there any shows you were watching during quarantine? During, so I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like, I don't have cable. Like, I have Hulu, mm-hmm. but I don't really watch TV. Um, but the only shows I watch, I watch Good Girls on NBC, which I is also on good. Netflix. Love that show. Um, and I was watching All American. Actually, yeah, Quarantine mm-hmm. is when I got an All American, which the new season just came on Netflix. So I'm going to have to carve out some time I didn't even to like wait that. until the new season came on Netflix. So I watched it like as it was coming on TV. And it's, it's good. See, I don't have cable. I was like, nah, man, I'm not. And then, like, I got Hulu so that I could watch, like, the new season of Good Girls. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they didn't have it on there. I was like, all right, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Nah. I know for CW, um, when they were, like, you could watch All-American online, like, every Tuesday after the after it came on TV. And I don't think you had to pay or anything. Like, I think it was just up there, because that's what I was doing. This would have been great information for me to know. Dang. But it's fine. So, I get to, like, binge. But now it's all on Netflix, so you everyone can go at their own pace. Um, the season finale, I know. that's all I have to say on I, that. I, I already saw some, like, TikToks about it, like, when, like, the season was on. And I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. I was like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to know what happens until I get to watch it for real. For real. So, as we know... Um, we're in August. It is August 1st. It's a new month, a new week. Um, I'm feeling refreshed and I hope everyone is too. So I have to ask, you know, what are some of your goals that you have for the remainder of the year? Um, you know, now that we're in August. Um, I think for the remainder of the year, I definitely want to release another two singles. You know, I want to keep releasing music consistently that's definitely a big goal of mine um and then i also want to release maybe like a project or an ep um so that is kind of my main goals for the end of the year as far as like my career goes you know i have some other things i want to do that but i like to keep things in the the cut until i'm really you know what i mean but i definitely those are the main things and just like consistently keep releasing music and then you know, and I also kind of want to do a Christmas song. Like I, that was supposed to be a thing for like years, and like I just never did it. And so I think that this is gonna be the year that I do my little, a little Christmas. Give me a little Santa hat, yeah. you know, me and Rudolph or something. That would definitely be a vibe for sure. And you know, I can't wait to see you know everything that you put Thank out. You. you always have my support. So my final Thank question, you. you're welcome. My final question for you is, if you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Um, one thing for listeners to remember about me would be that my name is Law, which stands for Ladies Always Win. So I want people to remember that Ladies Always Win. Okay, thank you so much, you know, for chatting with me. I really Yeah, thank you for having me. Like so nostalgic, so nostalgic. This is like 
Yes. Such a full circle moment. I'm really happy that I got to do this interview. And I think the, the girls from next door were in here, but I'm going to be there later tonight at like yes. 8 o'clock. So if y'all want to follow me up on that, I'm going to be over there later. You know what I mean? Chatting it up. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, This live should post to the Black Talk radio page right after I end it. Fingers crossed. So if anyone yep. misses it, they can check it out. And yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our interview with LaJuan. Shout out to her, my girl, forever. And, yeah, so that was a really dope interview. Make sure y'all check out all her music and all her upcoming projects. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, this is Black Talk Radio, again, where we highlight black culture, black news, and black entertainment. We air every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm your host, Kristen Ayana, and I will see y'all next week.